What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. Quick one today. Just wanted to hop on and get a little preview for Game 3 of the ALDS between the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians are home. This is the first home game in the series. Yankees will throw Luis Severino to Tristan McKenzie for the Guardians. And this is going to be a fun one. This is one that I am have been looking forward to ever since this matchup came about. I watch a lot of Tristan McKenzie, kid from New York. Love the way he pitches. Uh, it's Although I will say I think it's a good matchup for the Yankees. I'll just start there. He throws a lot of fastballs, one of the highest usage rates of the fastball in the entire league. The Yankees are presumably fastball hitters, although guys like Stanton have struggled with the fastball of late. I think this is a good matchup for the Yankees. McKenzie likes to test guys with a fastball high. Um, he'll mix in a very big loopy curveball in there, but I think if the Yankees can, you know, spit on that curveball, let that go into the dirt and not swing at that, and, you know, you can see some ugly stand swings tonight, or you might see some ugly judge swings tonight, but I think for the most part, when he goes to try and challenge them with the fastball, I think the Yankees will definitely be able to handle it. He's not a flamethrower either. I think he throws around like 95, 96, so um, not bad average these days for velocity-wise. Uh, they change up the lineup a little bit. Uh, I'll read out their lineup right now. Steven Kwan in left field, Ahmed Rosario shortstop, Ramirez at third, Naylor DH, Gonzalez in right, Jimenez at second, Arias at first base. That's his first start of this series. Austin Hedges catching, and Miles Straw, the Yankee fan favorite, rounding at the order and playing center field. No one really has a lot of numbers against Luis, Serena, Luis Severino outside of Jose Ramirez, who is a 313 hitter in 16 at-bats against Severino. So look for them to approach him very carefully tonight. Um, as for the Yankees lineup, a little bit of a switch up. There was a big debate on if Judge is going to struggle like this, do you want him leading off the game? And I think the answer came from Alex Rodriguez in that he pretty much ripped apart the Yankees' decision to put Judge one. And I think it's... It has its ups and downs. Pretty much what Judge said was, the up was, yes, when Judge gets up and he gets up in the first inning or even leads off any inning, the team is going to say to themselves, in this case, Tristan McKenzie, the pitcher, the Guardians, Terry Francona, everyone involved in the decision-making will say, okay, Judge is up one. If we walk him, not the end of the world. If he gets a base hit, not the end of the world. There's no one on base. If he hits a home run, the most he can do is one run. You have to score to win the game anyway. Pretty much what he was saying was you need to have guys on for Judge or have the pitcher pitch to other guys and think about having to face Judge later in the inning. So they moved him down to two. And I think what that also does is when Judge would lead off, and I, I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, I believe it was the entire ALDS preview pod, but I said I'm really interested to see how leading Judge off and having the 8-9 hitters who are presumably or naturally the worst hitters on your team, how the Guardians would approach that. Because if they see that they have to face 8-9-1, which I know for a fact has come up in the last couple games, they can go right after. They, they can have a chance to face Judge with no one on base and two outs. And I think even in that situation, all they're going to say is the worst he could do is score one run. So I think for the Yankees, Moving him down makes sense because you'll find a lot of times where tonight Higgy's catching, so I'll, I'll go over the Yankee order real quick. Glaber's leading off and playing second. I think he's let off earlier in the year, but definitely not very frequently. So this is a change I really didn't see coming. I thought if they were going to change the leadoff hitter, 
They might put Rizzo there, but I think they're going to – the Yankees love that lefty-righty matchup stuff or mixing and matching their lineup where uh, it makes it hard for the, the opposing team to really throw a bullpen guy who can throw to three straight righties or even three straight lefties. So they got Glaber at, at second, leading off. Judges in right, batting second. Rizzo third at first. Stan DH. Donaldson at third. IKF moves up and plays is playing shortstop. Bader's in center. Higgy is catching, which is interesting. And Cabrera's in left again. So Cabrera moves way down in the order. But I really like that. I love Cabrera nine because now you have to, if you want to throw a righty to face Judge, then you have a plus matchup with Cabrera at nine. If if that situation comes to hand where they'll have an inning where it's 9-1-2 with Cabrera leading off. So that's one one plus to that. And another plus is I think guys like Oswaldo Cabrera and Glaber, even if you want to go all the way up, so not really Higgy, but guys like IKF, Bader, and Oswaldo Cabrera and Glaber Torres are all guys that are, uh, I would say, moderately aggressive base runners from what I've seen. I haven't seen Bader a lot, but they – in other words, the Yankees will steal with them. And I think getting guys in motion for Judge when he's up will definitely help him. And maybe they see – they pitch to him carefully. You, I mean, we see as Yankee fans how guys like – even I mean, it's, it was so terrible to see this year, but Aroldis Chapman, every time a runner got on, he got so shook up. It's a real thing. Pitchers – I think any pitcher will tell you it's always easier to pitch with the bases empty than anyone on base, even if it's first base, two strikes, two outs. It's just another thing you have to worry about. And so naturally, I think that having Judge at two opposed to leading off will automatically put a little bit more pressure on the Guardians because, you know, the game's going to start. Glaber's going to be up, and Tristan McKenzie is almost going to – he's going to obviously focus on Glaber, but he's got to worry that Judge is up next. So maybe that changes the way he pitches Glaber, and I hope it does because I think Glaber's, Glaber's a good hitter. I don't know if he's my favorite leadoff option. Again, I think Rizzo – has let off. He, I love the way Rizzo hits with two strikes or even battles with two strikes. Um, even a guy like IKF, who's having a great offensive series, and he had actually a good – I had a great all-around game. He was probably the Yankees' MVP uh, in game two. He made a couple really nice plays on defense. I think in like the seventh inning or so, he actually recorded all three outs defensively. Um, but IKF would be another option, but he just doesn't – he doesn't get he doesn't walk enough. He only really is a singles hitter, so his OPS is pretty much his average. So he doesn't get on enough, but interesting interesting they go Glaber there. I would have liked to seen someone maybe a little more experienced than maybe just playoff baseball. I get I you know, now that I think about it, Glaber's not a terrible option. I, it just the, the Yankees just don't have a lot of options. Again, and I said on an earlier pod and even on uh the Instagram page that I would have liked to see Carpenter in the lineup tonight. I think it wouldn't have been a terrible thing to even put him in the outfield, uh, put Stanton in the outfield, or even just straight Cabrera for Carpenter. Because I think I was at the game yesterday, and when Carpenter got up, it was like, you know, any of these Yankees just came back for one at-bat and had tried to come up in a big spot because this place went nuts for the guy, me included. Rightfully so. He was one of the most undersung players as well as being one of the most underappreciated players in the entire league this year. There was a point where he was statistically, when when he was able to qualify for, you know, uh, category leaders with at-bats, he was 
statistically like the best hitter in baseball for a decently long time. So I would have liked to see Carpenter get in there um, somewhere. But I, what I will say is I think Boone's pinch hit trigger on Carpenter will be sooner tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Carpenter in the field at some point. Maybe maybe even for Glaber. I know Glaber's had a good series so far. He's been hitting the ball. But if the Yankees get that get a righty on the mound or late in the game against Class A and they want to get a lefty up opposed to a righty, could it could definitely be uh, something, to, something to look out for. Um, for pitching, I have full confidence in Severino. I think that of all the guys of, that the Yankees throw, he is the most mentally strong. I think he's built for playoffs. I love his fire he pitches with. And aside from all of that, I think he's just looked good. He's really looked – his last start was incredible. And I think that – look, I trust Severino with my life. He's been there before. He's We've seen him at his lowest in, in the playoffs when uh, he gave up – I think it was I think it was the – was it the Twins or the Guardians? I forget. They hit that three-run home run to right field in the first inning, and he bounced back. And he's been he's been great. He's actually his numbers won't say that he's a, a stud postseason pitcher, but again, I just think that Severino has built up for this. This is what he's been building all his health for, all these starts, stretching him out here. I, I think this is going to be a good spot for Severino, and I think this could be a definitely, a, obviously, will be a momentum swing. But morally for the Yankees, I think if they can see a good Severino after seeing a decent Nestor and a good Cole two, uh, two games ago, I think this puts the utmost confidence in their pitching staff because their starting pitchers were of question coming into the year. And if you got if you get a good start at a Severino, and then that's really three guys that gave you good starts and all chances to win in three straight games, that's all you can really ask for if you're a Yankee. So. What won't happen is Severino could go pitch a perfect game through nine, and if the Yankees don't hit or string together hits, I can guarantee you they will not win this game. Um, I would book the Guardians for probably at least two runs tonight. I think they, if the Yankees can beat, I think if the Yankees score four runs, or let me put it this way, first team to four runs, I think wins this game. And I think this game could be a final of like a 4-2 final. Uh, I would lean Yankees. I just think that it's a great pitching matchup. First home game for the Guardians. It's a tough one, um, but what did we say when we went to the series? We got our ace against their three starter in game one, and then we have our two starter against their ace, who pitched phenomenally two starts in a row. Um, he, made, I mean, Bieber in game two made one mistake, and that was his stand. And the Yankees didn't have, didn't do anything the entire game. So this Guardians team, and I said it, their pitching staff is very, very underrated. And I don't know if it's a combination of the Yankees' offense just disappearing right now. But I'm nervous for them right now, and uh, I think this is a big game for them in not just, you know, literally a big game where you can't go down 2-1, but this is a big game in the sense of, look, if your bats don't show up, you got a real problem here, and there, there might need to be some super shifting to in order to even keep your head above water for uh, game four and or potential game five. So we already, we already found out that Cole is definitely starting game four, that rises into question now what could be a possible game five if you lose this game and then win the cold start. I've heard people say that they're going to refrain from using Domingo because they're going to have him come in as like a opener, uh, I guess a three-inning opener or so for a game five or just a very short lease in general. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could probably – because tomorrow would be game four. That means Monday or Tuesday – I think it was Tuesday – 
would be game five because I think the Monday would be a travel day. I'm not too sure, but I think either way, I would feel more confident starting Nestor on a game five on even like a day short of rest or you just tell him to say, hey, look, you got a short leash. Full bullpen is available. Domingo's available out of the bullpen for length. Uh, everyone's available. This could be our last game of the season, so go give it your all. And I think I would feel more comfortable with that than having Domingo on the mound because not that Domingo is not a MLB starter, but just like I said about the Mets, I mean, the Mets go out and they put their season on the line with their third starter on the on the hill. And, like, if you're the Yankees, do you want your season on the line where you're – you know, maybe even fourth, fifth, sixth starter is on the hill. I just don't think it would be a good look for the Yankees to do that. I think that's probably what's going to end up happening if there is a game five, but that's to be seen. Let's win one game at a time. Um, Let's get the bats going because, again, they're not going to do anything with their bats. I thought I'll go through the lineup here and give some quick, you know, little notes on each guy. Uh, Let's start with Judge. Needs to find it. There's The Yankees will not win a series, this series, the next series, the next two series, if Judge does not find it. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with Trevor Plouffe earlier. He said his approach is totally off. His swing path is totally off from what it was. And that's very concerning. It's not like he's just missing or they're just getting him out or making good pitches. But I think the Yankees might say that he – you better hope he's good because if he's not, then you're in big trouble. Uh, Rizzo, I thought, has put together some good at-bats of late. Uh, he obviously had that big home run in game one. Um, I thought he's taken some good swings. I think he had like two walks yesterday or so. Um, he He's okay. I'm not worried about Rizzo. He's a vet. He'll figure it out. Um, yeah, he was one for three with two walks yesterday. You'll take that every time. Glaber, who's leading off tonight, uh, I thought he's played well as, as well. He's had two hits. Um in the loss yesterday uh no hits in the first game but again i think that against bieber he had some really nice swings and even his outs were good swings stanton uh full full confidence in him playoff stands here that swing yesterday to hit that home run was a thing of beauty uh just a picture perfect stand swing josh donaldson that was a bad play yesterday and i definitely want to break that down because uh, when I was there at the game, a lot of people were, you know, obviously mad that the ball kind of got away, uh, and Donaldson really thought he was going to make that play. But I just thought, and my instant read from where I was sitting, which was right field, about just about field level, right one section above. But I, I thought that as soon as he threw that, I said, why is he doing that? There's no way he's going to get him out at second. Ball goes into center field. Jose Ramirez goes to third, meaning you have to play the infield in. Then a bloop comes, and then another bloop, uh, or sorry, a bloop. The bloop was to left field, then Donaldson threw it into center. Then then the infield's in, and if the infield wasn't in, and if Ramirez was still at second and Donaldson didn't throw that ball, obviously this is very loosey-goosey because I don't like doing the fallacy of the predetermined outcome, but you can say that if the infield wasn't in, Rizzo or Glaber at second or first catch that next bloop that eventually scores Jose Ramirez so butterfly effect I know it's never a good thing to, to go back and look at that and say wow he should have done this blah 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 I'm not a Monday morning quarterback but I just thought for a guy like Donaldson and this is what I say yeah he's a good fielder sure he's a he's you can even call him a great fielder but for a guy like him to make some of these plays and do some of these things that he's doing things that you would expect a rookie to do and he's one of the most elder 
players on the team, if not the oldest. I, I'm really – he might be the oldest on the team, and that is – I just can't stand that stuff, uh, and it's going to look terrible. I would love to see what players and people around the league say about Donaldson if the Yankees get out of, get bounced in this round because, look, he gets thrown out at first, and that could have been a big play. He makes an, he should have caught that ball in the same game that was the tag out and the strike him out, throw him out, that nothing ended up happening from it, but still, it's just a play that needs to be made. And then yesterday on defense, he also makes that play into center, that throw into center field. And we all know that the the pimp where he got thrown out, or the the fake pimp job, it just bad, just really, just some bad baseball. And I think like I could just be seeing it through my own glasses. And you know, I'm not that high. I was never that high on Donaldson to begin with, but or I just could be nitpicking his performance. But I just think for a guy like him, for the money we pay him, for the uh, veteran leadership that he's looked upon for you just you just can't be like that the fact that you can argue about something argue about his performance and argue about his worth uh I just think it says it all for a guy that you're paying 24 25 million dollars to you don't you shouldn't be getting 200 hitting with uh you know a little bit above average fielding that's not a 24 million dollar player sorry it's just not so um I'm curious to see what that ends up as he, he's he's been good on offense. I'll give him that. I'm not going to just say he's if, just because he made one bad play or two bad plays that he's a terrible baseball player should never see the field. But I digress. IKF, you can argue he's been the MVP so far. He made one error, and ever since he made that error in the first game, he's been dynamite, making every play. Uh, seriously, I, I'm Yankee fans all year have ripped IKF. I never got it. I never really understood because. It's like the, I, I call it the 330 syndrome, which is Yankee fans, spoiled Yankee fans, want every player in the lineup to hit 300 with 30 home runs. Hey, look, that's not what IKF is. IKF was never going to be that guy. It, to get five home runs from IKF would be, like, amazing. Because he's playing to the back of his baseball card. If you could, you know, if you could build a team and say, and you knew that everyone was going to perform to the back of their baseball card and put together a team and you chose IKF, he might be the only one that does, that has performed to the back of their baseball card. Probably not, I'm saying in, in Yankee terms, but he's been good this series. Um, I thought he's put some nice swings on the, the ball. Uh, even yesterday, he made the last out. I thought that was a good hit. Uh, he had a nice piece off the bat. Uh, he's got a hit in both games. I'd like him to get a hit tonight, too. I mean, just a fastball guy. Uh, nothing too – McKenzie's good when he gets rolling, but, you know, you can. I think you can easily get him shook. Um, Bader – uh, he had that one home run, and then I think that's his only hit. It is. Yeah, he's got that. He needs to get on base. Look, he, he really does because a guy like him, he's amazing in center field, New York kid, blah, blah, blah. But, look, get on base because we want you to steal. Like, if you're not going to get on base, we might as well put Tim LaCastro in there. Now, that's a little, that might be a bit much. But, look, get on base and steal because you're a weapon. We need you to be a weapon out there um, on the bases. So, Looking for that from him. Higgy, I'm interested, like, if the Yankees lose this game, I think it's going to be a very undersung question. Like, Jose Trevino is an all-star. This is this is the playoffs, and you're giving him a day off after not even, like, a a day-night doubleheader. Not even a day-night doubleheader. Like a, like a night-day back-to-back, and you give him a day off. Like, the Yankees... Yankees were not playing 24 hours before this game started, and they just you know, automatically give him a day off. Boone said that 
He likes the way Higgy and Severino work together. I think Higgy was on the mound for Severino's last performance where he went, you know, seven, almost seven perfect innings. So I guess that's something. And then as Waldo Cabrera, I said it, and I never thought I'd say it, uh, given his, you know, end of season, or I guess his his only season. Uh, but I thought the stage has looked a little too big for him. Maybe moving him down to nine with the top of the order get some better pitches his way. Uh, I feel like guys are still going to challenge him. But he has not looked good at all. And even, I mean, I don't think he could have caught that ball. I'm not sure if anyone really catches that little bloop yesterday. But he definitely didn't look uh, comfortable uh, fielding it. He's got, he's 0 for 8 with 5 strikeouts. So between him and Judge, that's, Judge is what, 1 for, he's 0 for 8 with 7 strikeouts. And he's 0 for 8 with 5 strikeouts. That's, let me see if I can do some math here. 12 strikeouts between those two guys, that's that's just never – you're never going to win like that. And I I still have full faith in Cabrera. I still think he's going to be a great player. Um, I'm excited for him to be in this lineup and having this opportunity right now, but uh, a bit worrisome as far as right now is concerned. So I guess the final question is what do I think happens? I think the Yankees win this game. I do. And I think that the Yankees need to put their foot down and say – we're the Yankees. Like, what are we doing? What, what's going on here? All these cute little lineup changes and pinch hitting, not pinch hitting Lacast- uh, for LaCastro yesterday with Hicks or Marwin, and then Boone saying that Class A's got reverse splits against lefty. Please, I just, come on. Like, all year you swear by the lefty-righty matchup. You do it every time. You got two switch hitters on the bench, and you don't use them in the biggest spot, one of the biggest spots in the game. And you put a guy who's got, like, 20 at-bats this season, and he just purely there for running. I, I thought it was just total blatant mismanagement, and then he just went on to back and kind of doubled down on himself later. I just – that was a – that move I hated, honestly. So let's let's see what Boone does too. I think the last guy I haven't mentioned at all is Aaron Boone, and uh, the bullpen usage, I, everyone's got to be available today. Uh, maybe not Tyone because he's just not naturally used to pitching back-to-back. Uh, also is not used to pitching out of the bullpen, and to throw him in extra innings is a bit wild, if you ask me. Um, whatever. Yankees played very defensively yesterday. Play a, play offensively. Score first. Keep it piling on. Hop on McKenzie. Let's get to their bullpen early. Please, enough of this six. I don't want to be in the sixth inning, and it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Like, like, score some runs. Like, Judge, there should be no time where Judge and Stan have three at-bats, and you have no runs. That is just unacceptable. Uh, and... So if that happens again, I'll be worried. If we find ourselves in the fifth inning with zero runs, even if it's 0-0 and Severino's got a perfect game going, I will be worried. So let's get let's get aggressive. I'm looking to the Yankees tonight to really put their foot down and say, we're the Yankees, you're Cleveland, you know, sit in your place. But at the same token, I could be very, very unhappy uh, in the Game 4 preview. So let's go, Yankees. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to interact with us. Look, I know this is a stressful time of the year, so if you would like to reach out to us at any point and just get any of your thoughts off your chest, Matt and I are always here to talk about it. We love interacting with you guys. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Let's go, Yankees.